This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, remember that uh, saying, if you were to ask everybody in prison, are you innocent? We would find out that, in fact, prisons are filled with innocent people. Same goes for good driving. Apparently, if you ask people in British Columbia, are you a good driver? Yes, the roads are filled with great drivers. So why do we constantly see bad driving habits? Well, a new ICBC survey shows that driving has, in fact, gotten worse during the past five years in this province. The poll done by Insights West and Mario Conseco, VP of Public Affairs at Insights West joins us now. Mario, great to have you back on the show. It's great to be back here. Thank you. Uh, any, uh, well, first tell us what you were looking at and what uh, the respondents to the survey had to answer as far as questions uh, about their driving habits. Well, uh, this was an exercise that reminded me of actually driving in the city. Uh, it had very fun moments. It had very terrifying moments. <laughs> uh, we found things that we didn't think were going to be as bad. We found other things that were uh, quite uh, heartening as far as the way people behave. Uh, but the one thing that really uh, was there was this, uh, this similarity between perception and reality. Uh, when we ask people how they drive, more than 90% said, I am a good driver, I, I do what I have to do. But when we ask them uh, five questions of the ICBC driving test, uh, 78% missed at, miss, at, missed at least one of them. So uh, there's this big change in the way we think we drive and the actual things that we're doing on the road. And were they questions about driving procedure or reading signs, or how, how difficult were the questions? Well, we, we wanted to mix it up a little bit. So some of them were about things that you should do when you signal, um, how you deal with a roundabout. Others were about distance between vehicles. And, you know, we saw there were certain things where, uh, let's say, about 5 to 9% of uh, BC drivers missed them, and you were really quite surprised because they were quite obvious. There were others where they did very poorly, particularly when it came to judging distances. Um, should you change lanes on these conditions? And we had a lot of people who said, yes, I think this is enough room to change lanes in a highway when it clearly isn't. <laughs> That can be a little a little surprising. Uh, the The survey was uh, for ICBC. So, what did they take from this, or what were they hoping to get from this? As far as uh, I think, you could ask any driver on the highway. Uh, maybe not ask drivers about themselves, but if you ask drivers what you see out there, we would all say, "I see some really dangerous behavior." Well, what we wanted to do uh, when we started talking to ICBC about the kind of survey that they needed was to look a little bit beyond. Uh, on the, the issues that you're seeing on the road, but also trying to ask people what they are doing themselves. Uh, we, we've done a lot, a lot of research over the, the years on the way people drive, and, and you consistently see a lot of people saying, I saw somebody who was texting, I saw somebody who was distracted, I saw somebody who was doing their makeup. And we wanted to look into what people are actually doing. And, and it was interesting to watch how many people, especially uh, here in, in Metro Van- Vancouver, were saying, I thought somebody was driving too slowly, so I just passed them even though I shouldn't have. That was 56%. The huge number of residents who are essentially saying, um, I make my own rules if I have to. Um, because I, I'm wondering, too, if people, people know things uh, such as when you talk about passing, that technically, even though we have the left lane hogs, the people who drive slow in the what we call the passing lane, the left lane, uh, it's not legal, I believe, to pass on in the so-called slow lane, but people still do it all the time. Yes, that is that is the number one sin, I would say, that, that the uh, drivers we spoke to acknowledge, 56%. Um, we had 26% who said that they have gone well over the speed limit. Um, we had 22% who said, I was the second or third car in an intersection at a yellow light, and, and I had to drive anyway. So 
there's a lot there's lots of things that we're doing and and you know one of the issues that really came about afterwards was why well why don't we test everybody every time um why don't we test drivers every year or every couple of years instead of just doing one test and renewing their license only if they can see well and i think the main issue with that is when you're going for your driver's test it's almost like you're going on a first date you're being very uh, a, a cautious attentive you're you're doing everything right as soon as you pass the test, you're going to go back to, to your old driving habits. Exactly. So even though, I mean, if we took the test the way we drive day to day, we would probably fail. But we're all capable of doing the things that would lead us to passing the test and knowing what's right and what's wrong. Absolutely. I think what is interesting about this, and, and you can actually take some of the questions that we use on the ICBC website. Um, it's a good refresher. When we were putting this together, we took the test at the office. And I, I wasn't one of the best ones, but I wasn't one of the worst ones. I would say I came in within halfway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a good reminder. There were certain things there. When I took the test for the first time 16 years ago, some of the rules have changed. So I was doing this test thinking about the same way I did it 16 years ago, and some of the things that I answered were wrong. So it's good to have those refreshers. There are things that you think you know because they were different when you passed the test. Now that a lot of years have gone by, it might be different, so it's good to know. I wonder, too, how truthful, and you would know this because you do uh, polls and surveys all the time, but how truthful people are when asking them questions such as, are you an aggressive driver? Have you driven while you've been in an emotional state, maybe when you weren't paying attention and that kind of thing? Well, this is one of the reasons why we wanted to do the survey online. Um, it's a little bit easier for people to be honest when you're asking something and they have to click away. Uh, they're not dealing with a human being on the phone, which is a little bit trickier. Um, there's been some studies in the U.S. that show that there's a big difference, especially when it comes to your own behavior, when you're conducting surveys online or on the phone. So if I'm asking you something that's making you uncomfortable, you can just click away and continue. If, if you're listening to a human voice on the other side, you might be less willing to say, yeah, I kind of sped. <laughs> Uh, what were the? Do you know what the the most alarming things were as far as ICBC getting the responses? How they reacted to this? Well, I think the one thing that was quite shocking when we were presenting the data to them earlier this year uh, was uh, how many people were talking about their experience in a close call. So you know, you had to slam on the brakes, you had to swerve, um, and we were asking them, thinking about your last uh, close call, who was at fault? And we saw only eleven percent of BC drivers who said it was my fault. I was the one who was distracted. I was the one who was speeding. I was the one who uh, was moving into a lane without shoulder checking. But 43% said, oh, it's the other guy's fault. <laughs> and so you have this scenario that is also shown in the first question. I'm an excellent driver, but I wouldn't pass the test again if I were to take it today. So I think what we need to do is move more towards a situation where we're thinking about us and not necessarily me versus the rest of the other drivers. And I suppose ICBC takes this now, too, and tries to figure out, because like you said, the, the third car through the red light, I've noticed that becoming a huge thing that you used to, maybe a few years ago, you would see one car pushing it and it would be an anomaly, whereas now it's every intersection, three, two or three cars go at, <clears throat> at the yellow light. And I'm not sure why there's been that shift, but I wonder what ICBC, what are they going to do now as far as figuring out? I don't know if they look at the report that was done, more red light cameras, more ways to try and curb this behavior. Well, it's definitely one of the things that, that came out, especially in the urban areas. I think when, when we did the urban versus rural analysis, we, we found some things that were uh, quite surprising, particularly because of the incidence of some of these things. And, and you know, this is one of the, 
issues that we saw consistently happening within Metro Vancouver. Once you go to the island, once you go to the Okanagan or the north, it wasn't there. What we're seeing more there is people who are speeding. And that was definitely terrifying because some of those roads are not really built for cars that are going 20 or 30 kilometers an hour over the speed limit. So it's interesting because what, what they came up with, and, and we were happy that they had good data uh, for, for what they're going to do, is a, a very good regional analysis. I mean, there are certain areas where it doesn't make any sense to do a big campaign about people who are turning left because it's not happening that much. But you should really re- remind some of those drivers, especially in the rural areas, that they shouldn't be going at 140 miles an hour. Good advice, definitely. Mario, thank you so much for joining us and bringing us the results. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Joe. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.